Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Monday, June 13th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed34. That's R-E-I-D 34. If you're new to the show, please go to your podcast provider and rate and review. I'd love a five-star review. Or hit me up on Twitter. Uh, any thoughts, comments, feedback you have, always welcome. Always trying to get more subscribers and more followers to the show. This is a Sports Ethos presentation, and if you haven't already, check us out at sportsethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. You can go there and get our packages. Uh, I'm part of the, the uh, wagering team, so you can get our wager pass for 15 bucks a month. In the last few months, we have far out-earned that cost for you. So for about 50 cents a day, you're going to get lots of input on baseball, on Basketball is the playoffs as the NBA comes to an end. The NHL, Stanley Cup start this week. And throughout the summer, obviously, you're going to get baseball, you're going to get football, and lots of college football and basketball coming in the fall. If you haven't already, we've got a couple new Twitter accounts I suggest you get on. One is Ethos Fantasy BB for baseball, and the other is Ethos Fantasy FB for football. Sending out regular tweets, updates throughout the season on players are in, players are out, thoughts, comments, obviously with a fantasy angle to it, but I think for wagering, it definitely helps as well. Uh, and there's some great information being generated by our guys in those groups. If you are into props, we've also got a partner of ours that I suggest you check out. It's Thrive Fantasy, T-H-R-I-V-E. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or go to thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, you use the code ETHOS, it's E-T-H-O-S, to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100. Plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Basically pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit and the players with the most points when a share of the nightly prize money. And great. It's a lot of fun. Easy to play. Uh, if you're looking for prop advice, you can obviously listen to this show. We give a few props. As I said, our fan, Ethos Fantasy Baseball and Ethos Fantasy Football. Uh, we've got a regular DFS show as well for basketball. 
and lots of great ideas from ethos regarding props but i really suggest you go to thrivefantasy.com and check it out it's a fun way to play uh individual player props throughout the seasons sports seasons and tonight we've got uh one game in the nba game five of the nba championship series and 11 on the diamond which we'll get to all of these but let's start in the nba where we have boston at golden state series tied 2-2 been a back and forth series both teams winning a game on the road and tonight we get the Warriors at home minus four, total 210.5. You can get the Warriors in the money line at minus 170 and total 150. And just a quick recap on the series so far. Started at Golden State and Celtics won 120 to 108. So they won by 12, 228 was the total. Game two, uh, the Warriors even series, 107 88, won by 19, 195 is the total. Game three back in Boston, the Celtics won by 16, 116 to 100, 226 the total. In Game 4, the uh, Warriors unit up, 107.97. They won by 10, 204 the total. So tonight's total of 210.5, we've seen the two Warriors wins go well under that, and the two Celtics wins go well over that. And as far as the spread, uh, Warriors minus 4, I don't think it's going to be a minus 4 game. Whoever wins, I think, is going to be winning again by, I mean, we, we haven't seen a 10-point game yet. The closest game was last game. It was uh, Warriors won by 10. We've seen a 12-point, a 16, and a 19-point difference on top of that. So whoever wins, I think, is probably going to win by half a dozen or more. And I'm actually going to be on the Celtics catching the four points here. There's some value at plus 150. If you think the Celtics are going to win, uh, there's definitely thought value in plus 150. But I'm going to be a little more conservative. You know, I think there's a good chance they could win and uh, not just cover the minus four, uh, but win by more than that. But uh, just to be safe, there's got to be one game that's close in these finals, and perhaps this is it. I think it's going to be a great... Great game tonight. I think this series is going seven. Even if the Celtics win, I could see the Warriors going back into Boston and win in Boston. Oddly enough, the Celtics have been playing better. Not better, but played have played really well on the road and decent at home, which is not the norm in the NBA, especially in the playoffs. So going to be a good 5-3, I think, final three games in this series. Uh, but I'm on the Celtics tonight to cover the four, uh, minus four, or the plus four that they're catching. So on to baseball. One second, we're going to take a quick break and hit 11 games on the diamond tonight. All right, 11 games in Major League Baseball. None that really jump out. I mean, there's a couple plays I like, but none that really jump off the page. But we'll go through them quickly. Uh, we start in Philly, where we have Atlanta in town. And Atlanta starting righty Ian Anderson against young Josiah Gray for the Nationals. You can get the Braves around minus 150. And the Nats at about plus 130. Total here is 10. Uh, at basically even money if you're on the 10 at plus 100. I think there will be a run score too. I'm still not a fan of Josiah Gray. He's a young pitcher. I think he's going to be decent, but he's been giving up a few too many home runs. Uh, and Ian Anderson has been good, but not consistent enough this year. So uh, at minus 150, you can get the Braves minus one and a half in the run line at plus 110. And I think they're on an 11 game win streak. So the Braves are hot. I would look to the Braves. I just don't like laying minus 150. And Josiah Gray, as much as I said, I'm not a huge fan of him. He has the ability to um, throw up some strikeouts and potentially limit this Braves lineup. I don't think so. I would lean the Braves, but not a minus 150. And the money line just isn't, or the run line just isn't really enough paying me 110. So I'm going to stay away from me. Next game is probably the best pitching matchup of the night. You have Miami and Philly. For Miami, you have Sandy Alcantara, who has been their ace and a Cy Young contender in the National League. 
First is righty Aaron Nola, who struggled out of the gates but has turned things around and pitched quite well lately. You can get the Marlins on the road, plus 110 on the money line, or Nola in the Phillies, minus 130. Total here is only 7.5, and, and even at 7.5, you can get and the overs minus 105, the under is minus, around minus 115. So expect this to be a low-scoring game. I looked at the team totals, but there was just no value in those prices. So what I am on is no runs in the first inning, and I got that on FanDuel minus 118. I think both these pitchers, um, Alcantara is pitching great. Noah is pitching uh, up to his you know, potential or what people think Noah can do lately. And it's a little risky because the top of these lineups are doing well, and the Marlins actually hit quite well on the road. Well, not quite well. They hit better. I think they're a top third, maybe even top 20% of the league in home runs or power on the road, oddly enough. Um, but not sure. I'm not sure they can get the Nola or Alcantara early. So I'm going to go no runs first inning, uh, minus 118 in this game because the numbers I just don't like. I like Alcantara. I like him a lot. The Phillies in Philadelphia, though, traditionally a – hitter-friendly park. And with that lineup, you've got Alcantara as a righty. You've got Schwarber, who's been hot lately, lately leading off. He's a lefty. Reese Hoskins is a righty. Then you've got Bryce Harper's a lefty. Castellanos can take anybody deep. Uh, Riamuto is a righty. And then Gregorius, number six, is a lefty. And then they've got Alec Bohm's a righty, but Odubel Hubera is a lefty, and Bryson Stott is a lefty. So you've got one, two, three, four, five lefties, including Schwarber and Harper, right at the top of the lineup. Do they get to Alcantara? I'm not sure because nobody really has been able to get to him this year. Uh, but it's seven and a half. That's a that's a pretty short number for me. So I'm still away from that. And even the plus 110, uh, I can't really back, even with Alcantara on the mound, not really willing to back Miami in Philadelphia, who have finally woken up since firing Joe Girardi. So if anything, I would look to the Phillies, but at minus 130 against Alcantara, that's a tough one as well. So just going to stick with the no runs first inning and see how that plays. Next game of the night has the Baltimore Orioles in Toronto. The Orioles start young righty Kyle Bradish, and the Jays go with their ace Alec Manoa. Manoa has pitched uh, really well this year. He's, I would say, in contention for the Cy Young uh, in the AL. Quality starts in 10 of his 11 outings, and that is why you get the Jays at home at minus 300. You can get the O's on the road at plus 240. The Jays, even the run line is minus 140. Uh, the total here is eight and a half. Anything, I would look to the over. The Jays don't tend to let Manoa go long in games. So even if he shuts him down for five, six, six plus innings, maybe seven innings, um, it's probably not going to be a close game. So they're not going to be bringing in um, the best of their bullpen, and their bullpen is average at best. So I see the Jays getting to Bradish. The Jays' bats have really woken up, hitting well. I could see them scoring some runs in Bradish, and then maybe the O's getting to the Jays' uh, bullpen late to get that total at or around eight, eight and a half. The problem is I just see Manoa being able to shut down the O's for the first six or seven. So there's a good chance it gets to around eight, but not really willing to touch that number at eight and a half. And plus 240, sure, you could argue there's value because anybody can win on any day. Uh, but, but Manoa, I believe, is 11 and 0 at home in his major league uh, starts in Toronto. So I think this is a game the Jays win easy, but never laying minus 300 and not laying minus 140 on the run line. Uh, the f- next game is an interesting one. We go to uh, the White Sox are in Detroit to play the Tigers. Chicago starts Lance Lynn, his first game of the year after coming back from injury. And the Tigers go with righty Ronnie Garcia. You can get Lance Lynn in the Sox minus 135. You can get the Tigers at plus 115. Total here is eight. 
And if anything, I would look to the under eight. It's at plus 100. I was in Detroit on the weekend on Friday night. watched the Jays beat them uh, 10 to 1. And they, they came back and beat the Jays the next game, then lost 6 nothing yesterday. And Detroit's lineup really, really struggles. When you look at this lineup, so just to quickly go through it, Victor Reyes leading off, Jonathan Scope hitting second, Austin Meadows third. All three guys are having bad years. Let's just call it what it is, just bad years. Miggy Cabrera is actually having a good year. Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, Miggy Cabrera is having a good year. Not hitting for a lot of pop, but having a decent year in the four hole. We have number five as Harold Castro. Number six, Javi Baez, who's got only a handful of home runs uh, and has just been brutal in Detroit. Robbie Grossman's our seventh hitter. Spencer Torkelson has a great career ahead of him, I think, but has really struggled out of the gate in the eight hole. And then Tucker Barnhart as your catcher. That is a weak, weak hitting lineup. Um, they just haven't been able to put it together. And, you know, some some decent veterans in there, and Baez and Grossman. Torkelson's a great prospect. Miggy's Miggy. Uh, Austin Meadows going to get hot for a run. But this year, um, and, you know, when you got Reyes and Scope at the top of the lineup, that doesn't scare me. That, I don't think that scares anybody. So I don't see them scoring a lot of runs. Um, and at this total of eight, I would look to the under. And I would look to Lance Lynn in Chicago. I know he hasn't pitched this year. So what's he going to give you? Does he go four or five? He's probably on a uh, pitch count limit. Uh, but the back end of their bullpen is decent. And if Lynn can get through five, I can see him shutting down Detroit, to be honest with you, and limiting them a fair bit. So if anything, I would look to the under eight, and it's at plus 100. Um, and I would look to maybe the money line with Chicago at minus 135. You can get the run line at, for the uh, White Sox at plus 125. Not a lot of value there. So maybe the, uh, the money line at minus 135 and the under eight. Next game, we see Pittsburgh start a series in St. Louis against the Cards. Pittsburgh throws righty Mitch Keller, and the Cards start lefty Zach Thompson. And that'd be interesting if Pittsburgh threw their Zach Thompson against St. Louis's Zach Thompson. So Thompson's been mainly in the bullpen this year. Don't expect he'll go very. It's not. I don't think this is a bullpen game for the Cards by any means. But if he goes three or four years, I'd be years three or four innings, I'd be surprised. So you can get Keller in the Pirates at plus one sixty-five. You can get Thompson in the Cards at minus one eighty-five. Uh, total here is nine. And if anything, I would look to the, maybe the run line of the cards. It's minus one and a half, obviously, but it's plus one and five. Not a lot of value there. This is stay with me. I'm just not a Mitch Keller supporter, but a plus 165 and all that jumps off the page. A lot of people, I like the cards. I like them at home. It's supposed to get hot. St. Louis is heating up. It's supposed to be about a hundred degrees there tonight. Uh, at game time, I've heard. Uh, but at minus 185, you can't back the cards with Zach Thompson on the mound. So this game's a stay away from me. Should be interesting. Um, total of nine. You'd like to think there could be runs scored with those pitchers. But the Pirates offense does not scare anybody either. And I don't don't know. If, I think they can get to Thompson, but are they going to throw up four or five runs and then the cards match that to get over the nine, nine and a half that the number's bouncing around? I don't see it. So stay away from me as well. 805 in East, we have the Padres traveling to Chicago to play the Cubs. Hugh Darvish is on the hill for the Padres. You can get them minus 130 in the money line. And young lefty Justin Steele is on the hill for the Cubs. You can get them plus 110 in the money line. Total here is nine. Last report I heard is the wind is blowing kind of cross field right to left, so you're not getting the Wrigley Field bump uh, with the wind blowing out. And if anything, I know Darvish has had an inconsistent year, but I think he is a – um, someone I would back here. The Cubs have been struggling, uh, struggling a lot, actually. And I could see taking, not on it yet, but I could be on the Padres at minus 130 in the money line. 
You can get their run line at plus 125. So maybe maybe that's a little bit better price. Uh, but if Darvs are a little more consistent, I'd be on that. Uh, but right now he hasn't been. And Justin Steele has had some good games to start, and he's been giving up a fair bit of hits lately. Also a lefty, and you're going against the Padres lineup that starts. Profar is a switch hitter. Cronenworth, he's been struggling. He's a lefty. Uh, but then you go Manny Machado as a righty, Luke Voigt as a righty. Um, Hosmer is a lefty. Hassan Kim is a righty. Austin Nola is a righty. Trent Kisherman, the eight hole, is a lefty. And Jose Azalcar is a righty. So you've got a few righties there. You've got two natural, three natural lefties in the lineup. I think the pods have the ability to get to Justin Steele uh, for a few runs. And I think Darvish can shut down the Cubs. The Cubs have just been struggling. And, you know, when you've got Jason Hayward and Nick Madrigal, granted, they're their eighth and ninth hitters, but. Um, they're not really adding a whole lot to your offense, and their whole uh, their whole offense this year has been struggling. So, I'm, all that to say, I'm not really on the Cubs. Uh, I'm on the Padres minus one thirty, a little steep. If I get that a little cheaper, I jump on Darvish. Um, I'm just gonna probably sit back and watch that game. The next game we have Cincinnati traveling to Arizona to start a series with D-backs. You can get Mike Miner and the lefty Mike Miner is on the hill for Cincinnati. You can get them at plus 135. And righty Merrill Kelly is on the hill for the D-backs, minus 155. Total here is eight and a half. And I would not really want to back either of these pitchers. Merrill Kelly started this year, and he was a trendy, certainly in fantasy circles, he was a trendy pick. But then the last few outings, he has not looked good at all. Um and the Reds were god-awful to start the year. Everybody's talking about them setting records for losses, and they've woken up. Not necessarily behind Mike Miner, whose ERA is well over four this year. Um, I don't think either of these guys are pitching all that well. Total eight and a half. It's in Arizona. It's starting to get hot there as well. Uh, does the ball fly out a little more, perhaps? I think, if anything, I would look to the over. Right now, I'm seeing it about uh, at eight and a half, about minus 110, the usual uh, so I think I would look to the over here or maybe the first five innings a, um, over. Let me just see if I can pull that line up quickly. It's probably going to be about four and a half or five. Uh, when we go the first five, we get an over four and a half and minus 115. I might look to that. That's probably the number I'm going to look at. It. Four and a half, um, over four and a half for the first five innings at minus 115. I think the Reds bats have been hot lately. They've certainly woken up. Joey Bottle came back from an injury than COVID. He's been crushing the ball. And so is Tommy Pham. Oddly enough, Brandon Drury's back in the lineup, I believe. Nick Senzel has been hitting well. Uh, highly touted prospect that the year's gone by. When that guy gets hot, he can put things together. And he's been hot lately. So uh, I like the Reds score a few runs against Kelly and Miner to give up a few runs. So I'm probably going to look in the first five over in that game. Second last game of the night, sees Kansas City. Travel to the West Coast to play the Giants. You get young righty Brady Singer on the hill for the Royals, and you get Alex Wood lefty on the hill for the Giants. You can get Singer and the Royals plus 150. You can get Wood and the Giants at minus 170. Total here is eight. Uh, if anything, it might look the over here as well. It's at plus 100. Neither of these guys have been pitching all that well. Problem is neither neither um, lineups have been hitting all that well. So questions are, I don't think it's going to be a great pitching matchup, but it's a matter of whether these lineups can generate any offense to get over eight. I think they probably can. So I think I would lean to the eight. Uh, I like the Giants to win, but not at minus 170, and their run line is at plus 125. So I'm off that as well. Maybe I'll definitely lean, lean to the Giants, but can't find any value of those numbers. So maybe lean to the over eight at plus 100. Final game of the night sees Minnesota 
also traveled to the West Coast, played the Mariners in Seattle. For the Twins, you can Chris Archer, the righty on the hill at minus 105. And for the M's, you can get the righty Chris Flexen at minus 115. Total here, eight and a half. And I'm completely off this game. I can't get a handle on Chris Archer. He's pitched actually surprisingly well. Not great, but better than what I thought. To finally letting him get to five innings or more. Um, so if he continues that trend, he could probably limit the M's. And Chris Flexen's been hot and cold, more cold lately than hot. So I can't really back him, although they are the favorites here. Uh, I don't know where the offense is going to come from, but neither of these pitchers have been stymieing hitters. So a bit of a contradiction there, I know, and I'm not really sure which way to go. So at minus 105 for the Twins and minus 115 for the M's, stay away from me. Total eight and a half. Uh, you can get the M's in the money line, pardon me, the run line at plus 175. So if you have some guts, there's some value there, but probably stay away from me. So, in general, I like the Miami Philly no runs in the first inning, minus 118. I like the Cubbies, sorry, I like the Padres against the Cubbies just straight in the money line uh, at about minus 130. Going to shop that, see if I can get a better price closer to the to the game. And I don't think I've hit on this one, but I do like Houston. Uh, sorry, I think I skipped this game. Houston at Texas. What was I doing there? Houston has righty Christian Javier. Javier on the mound, and Texas has the young lefty Taylor Hearn. You can get the Astros minus 160 and Hearn and the Rangers plus 140 or the run line for the Astros at plus 110. And uh, Hearn's not been pitching well this year. He started out, had a good couple games to start, uh, and has been hit pretty hard and give, tends to give up the long ball. And as a lefty, you've got going against righty Altuve, lefty Brantley, who hits lefties well. Righty Bregman, Alvarez is hot. He's a lefty. Yuri Gurel in the five spots of righty. Tucker, Kyle Tucker has been hitting well against everybody, but he's a lefty. Uh, and then Pena, McCormick are righties, and Maldonado is a righty as well as catcher. So I think they have the ability to get the Hearn. Uh, the total of nine, I'm not really going to touch that because uh, Javier has the ability to shut Texas down, although they've been hitting a little better lately. But a minus 160, I might just put one unit. I regularly go 1.6 units, uh, but that's a little too steep for me. So I might do one unit on the Astros, uh, just because I think they win that game. Uh, I just don't have, fa- I have faith in Hearn. Uh, and the Astros on the road have oddly been better than at home. This year. They've, been, they've been good at home, but they've been much better on the road. So uh, good luck at Houston on the money line there. San Diego on the money line, like I said, and no runs first inning. Miami, Philly is probably all that I'm on tonight. I might look at that over in the Cincinnati-Arizona game. However, I think all eyes will be glued on the NBA, and what should be a great game five. And going to be on the Celtics plus four. And not sure about that total. Like I said, in the two games they've won, the totals have sailed well over that, 228, 226. Um, but not really sure I'm going to be touching. Maybe lean to the over in that total, a little sprinkle there, but we'll see closer to game time. So hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the breakdown. And we'll be back to recap the NBA game tomorrow and talk a big game at MLB Hoops and the start of the Stanley Cup, which starts on Wednesday. So everybody have a great night. Hopefully you're profitable in some games that you're playing, and we'll catch you tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.